Hi guys, welcome to episode number five. So today I'm going to be talking about diets and weight loss and why I personally don't think that calorie counting is any good long term. I know a lot of people may disagree with me with regard to that, but let me explain why in this podcast and everyone has different opinions and that's totally fine. I'm just telling you, sharing sharing with you what, what works for me um, and what I believe from my nutrition and, that I've, and everything that I've studied. So, first of all, hope you're doing good, by the way. Let's dive in, shall we? So, it's probably no surprising that one, that one of the most popular searches on Google is how to lose weight. And maybe that's the reason you listen to this podcast, if you saw in the, the title. But let's be honest, there's that many choices of diets, meal plans and magic pills and stuff. You'd think that will all be dieting professionals by now. <laughs> and there are countless experts telling you that the secret to getting slim is by eating these foods and avoiding that foods and then there's the old calories in versus out equation, like I, like I mentioned. And it, it does seem so simple at the surface, but it's much harder when you put it into practice. And there's like 45 million people each year diet and 99% of those people fail long term. So I'm not being funny. It's not your willpower, which I thought it was. For like 20 years, I thought I'd just got shit willpower I couldn't resist my favourite foods and I thought it was kind of all my fault. But the, the annoying thing was I always ended up bigger and heavier than I was before I even started that diet. And you look, you get these time hop photos come up on your social media of you like five years ago or whatever. And I remember at the time I was on a diet. This is numerous times, by the way. And then now I'd be like, oh, my God, I wish I looked like that now. So it's just silly and... You just, yeah, it's just, it's just silly. So first of all, do you know what actually happens to your body when you start a diet or you start restricting your calories? If not, carry on listening because I'm going to tell you. <laughs> so it all starts with your brain, which runs your, runs the show, as we know, our brain and our mind, although they are completely two different things, by the way, but that's another subject. But your brain runs the show. So your body weight is controlled by your brain and your brain likes to have like a set point weight. And so what this means is whenever your weight changes too much, your brain will intervene and try and push it back to where it was, especially if you've been at this kind of weight for a long time because it thinks that's right for you. So just... Just giving you an example is how it works a little bit. So the process is like a thermostat. So in your house, you've got your heating or whatever. And then if it gets too cold in the room, the thermostat temperature goes up. And then if it gets too warm, the temperature goes down. And it's that you've got the same thing in your body. When you're cold, you go and get a jumper or you might shiver. And if, you, if you're hot, then you might sweat. So, that, so with regards to your body t- changing its temperature, a similar thing happens... Um, in your brain when it comes to how much body fat you're carrying your brain measures the level of a of your body fat using leptin you might have heard of leptin before it's a hormone that's secreted into your bloodstream and that's in proportion to the amount of fat you actually carry on your body so high levels of leptin in the bloodstream means more fat on your body 
So it's a hunger hormone, leptin is, along with ghrelin, if you've heard of any of them before. So why am I telling you this? So basically, whenever your weight changes too much, your your brain instructs, instructs your hormones to send signals to your body to make you hungry and or crave certain foods. And yeah, you've guessed it. It's usually high fat, high sugar foods to get the energy straight away. And if when I started reading thing, reading this research, I was like, oh, great. Thanks, body. <laughs> Make everything more difficult. Why don't you? But before you start with all those bitchy thoughts towards yourself, if we look at why your body does this, it does it to protect you. Because when we were living as nature intended us to live, going back 100,000 years or however long it was when we were cavemen, if you dropped any body fat or your food was just was restricted your body and your brain would panic because it needs to eat in order to save your life when food wasn't abundant at that time. So if it just sat there and thought, meh, well, she's losing weight fast and she's not really eating anything, but never mind, she probably just wants to get a six pack or whatever, then you'd just more likely to starve to death. So I know comparison to this modern world with all the convenience food like everywhere um, it, this response from our bodies is very unhelpful but your body doesn't know the difference and just a heads up nature will always win and I've learned the hard way with regards to that so going back to what happens as you lose weight the amount of leptin in your bloodstream drops and then that's where the trouble starts it sends a signal to your brain to help you bring back the fat and of course, that's the exact opposite of what we want to do. But like I said, it's it's hard to beat our biology. It's just, it's too exhausting. So don't worry, I'm going to tell you a way to get around this at the, towards the end of the podcast. I'm not just giving you like an all doom and gloom podcast. We've just got to stay overweight forever. There's nothing wrong with being overweight, by the way. If you're happy with your body, that's all that matters if you're happy mentally and you do what you can to look after your body. So who cares if you're a size eight or a 10 or whatever. It doesn't actually, it doesn't actually matter. So anyway, <laughs> bit of a detour there. So this, the classic, this is a classic starvation response with regards to um, the leptin in your bloodstream dropping. So you, your brain responds to this by upping your hunger and making, have you ever been at work in an office and everyone brings treats in? And then the next day there's some left and it's all, I don't know, stale donuts or whatever. And then you, you've, the stale donuts even look tempting. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've had stale donuts before and I don't even like donuts very much. So it, it, it causes you to do all sorts of crazy things. And um, so physically your metabolic rate slows so you can conserve more energy and send it right back to building up fat stores. So there's a study actually done in 2011 in the New England Journal of Medicine, and it shows that driving weight gain, driving weight regain lasts for at least one year. So that's a long time to spend battling your body. So your body will battle for a year to keep putting the weight on that you've lost. So basically, your brain wants you to cheat on your diet. So that's well annoying. But so you can imagine why it's so hard to lose weight, right? And it's even harder to maintain weight loss. You can do it for time, but then eventually your brain will win. And then you'll stand in the kitchen eating Ben and Jerry's straight from the container, if you're anything like me. And that's where binging comes in. 
This is what I've definitely noticed throughout my life. So before, when you first, if you think back to when you first went on your first diets, you might not have considered polishing off a whole pack of Oreos or something. But then now, you eat more than you ever have done before. And it's and it's not just because we're getting greedier. So like in lab experiments, when scientists want to introduce rodents to binge eat, the most reliable method for doing this is to reduce the food intake so they're at a lower weight and then expose them to super tasty food like Oreos or um, Cocoa Pops. And then in human research, um, studies that look at the brain show that this type of junk food activates reward centres even more fiercely in those who have lost weight. So basically, repeated dieting makes a brain more vulnerable to binge eating behaviour even after the diet is done. So is this making sense now? Because when I was researching this, I was like, holy shit, that's why. That's why you crave it even more than you ever have. And that's why maybe if you listen to this podcast, you're probably the biggest you've ever been because all the diets you go on, you just crave even more. So it's literally not your fault. So it's called yo-yo dieting for a reason. It turns out one of the best ways to gain weight is to diet, which sounds the complete con- contradicting. The can't say that word. It's contrary. <laughs> I'm just going to give up. It's a complete opposite to what we want. So dieting stressful and it triggers an increase in stress hormones as well as the hunger hormones, which are linked to weight gain and particularly visceral fat, which is sort of around your organs, internal organs and your tummy fat. And it also um, makes you ignore your hunger. Oh, I can hear thunder. I'm sorry if you guys can, but I can't change the weather. I'm sorry. <laughs> so over time, this can make you less responsive to your natural hunger cues, making it harder to listen to your body and allow it to regulate your weight. So then you're more at risk of emotional eating, eating out of boredom, boredom and are more vulnerable to environmental cues that tell you to eat more than your body actually wants. So that then it cues post-diet weight gain and then even some more. In fact, um, one study in 2016 found that repeatedly going through these starvation cycles prompts your body to gain more weight. So when I read that, I was like, are you being serious? That's all I've done. Well, not until recently, which is why I'm helping all you guys. But that's all I've done my whole life and that's why it gets harder and harder to lose weight as we go on. So uh, now I've talked for 10 minutes about the depressing thing about all the diets you've gone on your whole life. What's What can we do about it? Because many of us will want to lose weight, whether that's for health reasons, just to feel better about yourself, or whether it's just for shallow, not shallow reasons, that's the wrong word to, to use, for aesthetic reasons because it's totally fine whatever you want to do is is a is a reasonable explanation as why you want to lose weight so if you want to drop a few pounds or 50 pounds or whatever then it doesn't mean you have to abandon your get healthy pursuits because all you need to do is abandon to restrictive calorie counting and these really restrictive diet plans so what you have to know is you can't just eat less if you do that, then you'll you'll get that starvation response again and you'll lose again. You'll probably lose weight and then gain it all back again. So the easier and sustainable method to do things... Oh, gosh. Thunder. 
is not thunder. The, e- the easier way to do things is to make your brain more comfortable at a lower weight so then it doesn't stop fighting against you when you do lose weight. So ultimately, you can lower your set point weight so that your body is happy carrying around less fat. So everyone knows what I'm probably going to say because I knew it for years. But eating a diet of unrefined, naturally lower, lower calorie dense and simple foods are key. So that's basically fresh whole foods enjoyed as nature intended. So um, a rule of thumb I like to go by is if you look in on the ingredients list of a food, if it's got more than five ingredients, then it's extremely likely that it's been highly processed and it's actually not technically healthful for you if you are trying to eat a whole food diet. So you can make little changes like, I don't know, Instead of, instead of ordering fried courgettes and calling it a veggie, you can do the courgette grilled with a little bit of salt or whatever. And instead of eating honey roasted nuts, which are so good, then you just eat plain nuts. And I get it, and I didn't want to hear this for ages. No one wants to hear that simplicity is key, and the little things you do each day make up who you, make up who you are. And it sounds boring, and it sounds a bit less flashy than most diets that involves skipping the calorie counting and all that but it really this is the only way to make big changes in your mind and your body you just need to make little healthy habits every day slowly and then your brain will be happier at you being at a lower weight so all the important non-diet factor keys to weight loss include physical activity managing your stress and getting the right amount of sleep and that's seven to eight hours a night for most adults and sacrificing sleep in an effort to pack more into your day will seriously work against your fat burning ability I mean I've always been really um I've always put sleep a high priority on in my life even before I understood and researched all this health health stuff because I just know that I'm a mardy bitch when I don't have enough sleep. So I did do an episode on sleep on the last episode. If you've not listened, then check it out. It's um, just some tips to actually get a better night's sleep. And sleep is a bit of a boring subject, but it's so important. If you, It's so important to weight loss as well. If you do want to lose weight, it helps in a massive way because, like I say, it lowers your stress levels and, and everything. So make sure you're getting good sleep and managing your stress um, better than you are now if, if you are stressed and it's also important to ask if you if losing weight isn't actually a reasonable expectation so it might surprise you but sometimes the answer is no you may overestimate how much health danger your weight actually poses on you or you might not even need to lose any in the first place which I know is a difficult thing to say because we have all these ideals on Instagram and we have an image of what we want to look like but just kind of be a bit real And kind of ask yourself, if I clicked my fingers and got to this exact weight, would my life be a million times better? You're probably thinking, yes, Victoria, it will, because I want to wear all my clothes. But trust me, I've been at the quote-unquote ideal fitness model weight, and I wasn't happy. I'm not going to lie, I liked my body, and I was kind of like, oh yeah, look at my body, I've worked really hard. But that's it, and I was... For me, I was obsessed with food the whole time. I would starve myself, I would binge, I would overexercise. I'm not saying everyone who's in shape is like that. There is definitely a healthy way to get there. But for me, and the way I like to eat, and the way I like my brain to be, I just want to be chilled 
and kind of doing what I want to do. And so that didn't work for me to be at that ideal body shape. So now I carry um, more weight than I used to, but then less than I did when I was at my biggest. But I'm the happiest I've ever been. Like I've got curves and I don't know why I'm just going into talking about my body. So I'm going <laughs> to be quiet. But basically, you just need to be realistic with yourself. Do you really need to lose weight for your health? And it, or if you want to, then that's fine, but just take it slowly. I know it's boring, but it's the only thing that works. And trust me, through all the amount of diets I've done, I've tried everything. And the only thing that works is just gradually introducing healthy habits every day. Because it can take between a month and two months to build a healthy habit, depending on how you, how you react to, to dropping bad habits and building new ones. Accountability helps as well if you get yourself a mate to help you on your journey or get yourself a coach or whatever, whatever you need to do to help you stick to your healthy habits. But you need to do it slowly because I put an Instagram post up a few days ago. If you try and do everything all at once, right, I'm going to follow this diet plan. I'm going to go to the gym six days a week, blah, 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 blah. Well, you're going to have three days of doing that and then 30 days of doing nothing because it's, it's too much. So you need to just be realistic with yourself. So basically, we would all be healthier if we focused our efforts on healthy behaviours rather than our weight. And if you need any help with this, guys, this is what I do all day, every day, is help women like you build habits, lose weight and sort sort their mind out because your mind controls everything and your body won't go anywhere unless your mind's in the right place. You've got to get your mindset right. It's all right giving someone a diet plan and saying here just follow that some people might like that I do actually even have a diet plan on my um, website but I've emphasized that it's not for people who who struggle with emotional eating and binge eating because it just starts the whole cycle off again so you need to change your mindset conquer all your limiting beliefs and problem solving is a brilliant one um like for instance if you work in an office and you never have time to make lunch, or you don't have breakfast, and you end up getting what anyone else is getting in the canteen or whatever, then first ask yourself, do I want Do I want this? If you don't, then ask yourself, right, what are the solutions that I can take? I can either choose something healthy in the canteen, I can have breakfast before I go and take something lighter to work with me, I can get up half an hour earlier to actually plan my dinner, lunch, and go to bed half an hour earlier or there's loads of depending on depending on you and your lifestyle there's loads of different options and at the end of the day it's entirely up to you if you want to carry on eating crap all day then you can there's no one telling you can or you can't only yourself but you need to ask yourself what you really want and why you want it and then we can you can make progress from there so I've talked quite a long time today nearly 20 minutes so I hope you found that valuable and I hope I've not offended anyone. I didn't really go into the case of why calorie counting doesn't work. I'm not saying it, it I'm not saying it doesn't work. It does in some aspects, but it's not for me. I just focus eating whole foods and then I just eat till I'm full and that's easier. I have a life, so if I'm going out somewhere I'll have a dessert or whatever. So it's just finding a balance, but you need help. I couldn't get balance without help because I was just thought I was going crazy. But I'm here if you need me. And enjoy the rest of your day, guys, or whatever time of day it is for you. And I will speak to you next week. Bye.